Joshua. Such a reminder that we all need to have to be still. That's hard to do in a life where everything is hurried and rushed. There's always ten more things that we need to be doing. Sometimes we just need to be still. We're going to look this morning, continuing the story of Samuel that we find in First Samuel. We've been looking through several passages in that book over the last several weeks. This morning we're in the third chapter where Samuel is told to listen. Now most of us realize that we need to listen more. We get that. We, we understand that. Whether it's in your personal life, whether it's in your business life or, or whatever, listening is a very important skill. Uh, Forbes magazine recently provided some steps to better listening. See how many of these that you do. Uh, first, face the listener and make eye contact. Now, this is sort of the thing that your mom used to tell you when she said, now look at me when I'm talking to you. <laughs> well, the idea is that when you're looking at someone, you actually are listening to them more profoundly. And, and so uh, look at that person, watch them and listen. Second, listen to the words that they are saying, but in your mind, picture what it is that they are saying. For, for example, uh, to, to be better remember uh, someone's suggestion that you need to listen more, picture a gigantic ear growing out of their head, and, and hopefully you can think about how those suggestions should be going into that ear and hopefully not out the other. So, so picture something in your mind that will remind you of what it is they're saying. Number three. Don't interrupt. Now, now, that would seem obvious, but we're all tempted to throw in our two cents. Just hold on to that for a minute and, and wait until they've actually finished. Number four, give regular feedback in the conversation. Now, don't take over the conversation. That would violate number three, but... but let them know that you're actually listening to them. You know, an occasional, mm hmm, or that's surprising, or something along that line. It's just helpful to let them know, hey, they're, they're still engaged. They're still listening to what I'm saying. Now, now, wouldn't it be fun if we had a test to see how many of those four you could remember right now? <laughs> now, not to worry, I'm not going to do that. Takes me a few times to hear something before I, I, I finally remember it myself. It took Samuel a few times in this passage that we're going to read in 1 Samuel chapter 3. And God was the one who was speaking to him. Uh, Samuel did learn a valuable lesson through all of this. One that all of us need to know as well. When God is speaking to us, there is only one valid response. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Now, one thing we need to understand, God is speaking. You'll remember Samuel's story up to this point. He's the miracle child. He was prayed for earnestly by his mother, Hannah, who promised her child would serve the Lord. As soon as he was old enough, she takes him to serve alongside the priests. And annually, uh, he... Uh, would see his mom and dad coming to worship, and she'd bring him a little special robe that she made for him every year. 
Samuel grew in his understanding and, and practice of the ways of the Lord. Unfortunately, those around him, not so much. The sons of the priest Eli grew more and more wicked with every passing day. They were skimming money off of the sacrifices to pad their own pockets. They were participating in all kinds of immorality. Their father, Eli, grew old and weak and took no actions to stop what his sons were doing. Now that brings us to this third chapter of 1 Samuel. In this chapter, everybody's gone to bed, just like normal, you know, lights out, everybody's in bed. But something amazing happens. We'll pick up the story in verse 4. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call, go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Now, it's not surprising that Samuel would be confused in this situation. We can understand that. For one thing, Eli was old. By this time, he was almost blind. He needed a lot of help and a lot of care. He had no doubt called for Samuel in the night on several other occasions, so that would not be unusual at all. So it's not surprising that Samuel just did what he had always done, what he'd been told to do, that if he heard Eli call out in the night to go check on him and see what he wanted. After all, how many times does the audible voice of God wake you up in the middle of the night? Not unusual that Samuel was having a little trouble figuring this out. Uh, for Samuel, this took a little while, at least a couple more times. In verse 6, God calls him again, and Samuel runs in again to check on Eli, and again Eli tells him, hey, stop waking me up. It's not me calling you. Go back to sleep. Then in verse 8, it happens again. Now, at this point, Eli realizes what's going on. He realizes that God is speaking to Samuel. Verse 8, then Eli realized the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. I took a marketing class when I was in college. From time to time, the professor would have people from the business world who would come in and would speak to the class and describe different ways that they marketed their products. The theme that they would say over and over and over again, it didn't really matter what kind of business they were from, they all said basically the same thing, that they tried to use a variety of ways to get their message out about their product, whether it was television advertising or, or radio advertising or advertising in magazines or on billboards or product placements in movies or television shows. The list went on and on. The, the point that they tried to make was the more different ways they said it, the more people who would actually finally get it. God speaks to us in a variety of ways. Realizing that He is speaking to us is something we need to do. You see, here's the thing. Some people think, well, well God just doesn't speak anymore. That's just in the Bible days. Or, or God doesn't speak to me. That's just to the preachers and the deacons and, and those folks. 
Well, he, he speaks to the preachers and the deacons and those folks. But he's speaking to you as well. And he's speaking in a number of different ways because there's some things that he wants you to hear. Here's some ways that God speaks. First of all, God speaks through the Bible. We we realize that one. You knew that was coming. (laughs) This is God's love letter to us. Read it. Digest it. Memorize it. Meditate on it. Most importantly, live it. If you want to know what God's saying to you, it's right here. In fact, God will never say anything to you that departs from the Bible. If you think God is telling you something that goes against what the Bible says, excuse my grammar, but it ain't God that's saying it to you. First and foremost, God speaks through His Word. You you can hear the Lord By just opening up his book. But God speaks through some other ways as well. God speaks through prayer. Prayer should be a conversation. We speak to God, but God also speaks to us. Now, you probably won't hear an audible voice. Remember, this was pretty unusual for Samuel, too. But you will hear from God in prayer if you will listen to God in prayer. So when you pray, you should listen at least as much as you speak, if not more. And that takes time. Again, most of us are busy. We've got stuff going on. We've got stuff that we need to get done. We've got stuff that needs to be accomplished. And, and oh, yeah, i got to pray. So we get out our prayer list and we whip through all the things that are listed there. But we forget to listen. To just take some time and allow God to speak to us. Take time to listen to God when you pray. Third, God speaks to us through our Christian friends. Now now think about in this story, Eli helps Samuel to figure out what's going on. I don't know if Samuel ever would have got this had it not been for Eli helping him out. You should have within your life some trusted Christian friends who can help you to discern what it is that God is saying to you. Now now remember, what they tell you is not going to contradict God's Word. So, you know, it's never going to supersede what God's already said in the Scripture. But they can help you to clarify what it is the Lord is saying to you. I don't know about you, but but when I say it out loud... (laughs) To somebody else. Sometimes I can hear much better what it is. And when, I, when I'm talking to somebody about what I think God is, is impressing on my, my spirit and I say it out loud, sometimes it's really obvious that's not what God's saying. Or it becomes much more clear what it is that God's saying. As we start talking about that, as we pray about it together, as we, we kind of dream a little bit about what it might be that God is implanting on my heart, Talking it over with some trusted Christian friends is an essential part of listening to what God's saying in your life. Number four, 
God can speak through circumstances. Now, you need to be careful here. Uh, Circumstances can be misleading also. But circumstances can help you hear what God is saying in your life. Think of the Apostle Paul. Circumstances on one of his missionary journeys prevented him from going the direction that he wanted to go. He wanted to go east, but there were some circumstances that prevented him from doing that. So he went west and wound up exactly where God wanted him to be. Or think of Jonah. Jonah's whale spit him up right on the beach where God wanted him to go. If you're prayerfully listening, your circumstances in life can help you find where it is God wants you to go. A lot better not to do that through whale vomit, but God will show you (laughs) through your circumstances if you'll listen. The point here being, God is speaking. He's talking to you. He has some things He wants you to know. He wants to help you in your life. He wants to direct you in the ways that He knows are the very best for you to go. We just need to listen. So when God speaks, whether it's through His Word, whether it's through prayer, whether it's through Christian friends, whether it's through circumstances or some other way, when God speaks, listen. Eli had a lot of faults, a lot of shortcomings, but in this passage, he gives very, very good advice. Again, then verse 8, then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, go lie down, and if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went down and lay down, went and lay down in his place. When you get good advice, that's a really good thing. Treasure that. It's even better when you get good advice and follow it. And that's exactly what Samuel does. Verse 10, the Lord came and stood there and calling as at the other time, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak for your servant is listening. Now, one thing this passage teaches us is the patience and persistence of God. Now, for the fourth time, God is calling to Samuel. And this time, Samuel finally gets it. And he responds in exactly the way that we all should respond when God is speaking to us. Say, Lord, I'm listening. Tell me what it is you need me to know. There's something else to note here. What God tells Samuel isn't very good. In fact, it's devastating news. If you read through the rest of this chapter, what God tells Samuel is that God is about to judge Eli and his family for all of their years of disobedience. In fact, the news was so bad, Samuel doesn't tell Eli in the morning what it is that God said to him. Now, Eli, to his credit, tells Samuel, no, you need to tell me everything, good, bad, and whatever in between. I need to hear it all. And so finally Samuel tells him, 
about God's judgment about to fall because of all the terrible things that have been happening. And Eli's response in verse 18 is to simply trust God. I've been trying to learn a new language. I've been using a, 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 an app on my, my phone. It's called Duolingo. It, it makes learning a new language a game, kind of. Still, game or not, it's, so, it's difficult. It's just hard. My brain isn't wired that way for, for some reason. Some people can just pick up other languages just really quick. I'm not one of those. Let's just say I don't exactly call myself fluent yet. Now, in one part of the way this app works, you have to translate what someone audibly says. And so you get to that part of the game, and it has this little cartoon that comes on, and the little cartoon starts speaking to you in whatever language it is that you're trying to learn, and you're supposed to type in the translation of what they said. Now, there's a couple problems with that for me. One, I'm still learning the language, so I don't really fully grasp all of that. But the other thing is, I can't really understand what they're saying. It's not that I don't get the meaning. I can't understand, even in the other language what it is they're saying. I mean, it just goes by so fast, I, I just miss all of it. Fortunately, the, the game has a way that you can slow it down. <laughs> where, they, where they speak very slowly. <laughs> and so that's the button I always push. When we get that part of the game, I, I push the slow button. It has a little turtle beside of it. I, I push the turtle. When it, Don't day esta el baño. As long as they speak in slow motion, I'm good. (laughs) As long as they say one of the 30 words that I know now. What's God trying to say to you? Fortunately, God speaks in a language we can understand if we'll just listen. And he may have been saying this to you, whatever it is, for a long time. Maybe you're like Samuel. And and you've just not recognized yet that this is God speaking to you. So what should you do? Well, first of all, do what Samuel did. In humility, come to the Lord and say, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Yeah, I've been busy. I've I've been finding other things that I thought were more important. I've been doing other stuff that I thought needed to be done. But God, you've got my attention now. I'm listening. Speak to me. And when you say that, be sure to listen. When you're reading the Bible... Make sure to take time to listen to what God is saying to you in His Word. In fact, read the Scripture with that anticipation. With the idea that as I read through this passage, God is going to say something to me. I need to hear it. 
and come to the Scripture with that prayer. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Make your prayers a conversation with God. And for some of us, for me included, at first that's a little bit awkward. Because again, I mean, you might, but in all likelihood, you're not going to hear an audible voice from God speaking to you. He can do that if he wants to, but probably that's not what's going to happen. And so for us, in conversation, silence is awkward. You know, when you're talking to someone and you have one of those kind of awkward pauses. For us, you know, we're just, somebody's got to say something. And then we usually end up saying the wrong thing. For God, as we pray with Him, at first that's going to feel a little bit like that. There's going to be kind of that awkward silence, at least from our perception, as we listen to God. There'll be that sense of, I need to be doing something. (laughs) But just work through that awkward phase to finally say, okay, Lord, I'm here. And if nothing else, I'm just going to spend time in your presence. I'm just going to rest in the beauty of your glory and mercy. And if there's something you want to say to me, I'm listening. And take time to be still and let God speak in your heart. Make your prayer a conversation with God. Not just a monologue, but a conversation. Prayerfully, ask God to guide your conversations with Christian friends. Especially those conversations where you're trying to discern God's will for your life, God's purpose for your life, what God would have you to do in certain decisions. Go into that conversation in a prayerful attitude saying, God, this is a person you've placed in my life. This is someone that you have allowed me to come to know. Thank you for them. And God, we're going to have a conversation today that that we're kind of talking about some things that are pretty significant and that I need some help with. And, And so, Lord, guide this conversation so that I can hear your wisdom in the conversation that we're having. And as the circumstances of life come, and they're going to come, we all know that, something's going to happen. Ask God to use the circumstances of your life to speak to your heart. To use those things that happen to you along life's journey to guide you in what He would have you to do. And remember... God's not going to lead you in anything that's going to depart from His Word. Anything that your friends tell you or anything that that you discern through circumstances that doesn't fit what the Bible says, you can discard that. But as you start hearing things that fit God's plan that He expressly gives to us in His Word, you'll begin to discern, like Samuel did, God's voice in your life.
So be sure to listen. Now, we're doing something tonight, and you may have read this in the bulletin or heard the announcement and go, ah, I think I'll just stay home. That doesn't really sound like it's for me. For one thing, and this is one of those unfortunate things about being in church life. Sometimes when someone says it's Lord's Supper time, you, you kind of think, well, I've already done that. That's never the case. Wow, when we, when we have the Lord's Supper, we are celebrating what Jesus Christ did for us. We, we, we are rejoicing together as a body of believers that God loved us so much He gave His Son that we might have everlasting life through Him. But tonight's a special observance of that. We've done this a couple of times before, but it's been a while since we've done it. During the service this evening, there will be no words spoken. Now, we'll have a a printed instruction for you and some things that will be projected on the screen so you'll know what's going on, so don't feel like you won't know what to do because we'll have that. But there won't be any words spoken during the service, and, and this is the reason why. It is an encouragement for all of us to be still and listen to what God is saying. And as I've participated in these services before, I remember when I, when I was a, a youngster and we used to have these in the church where I grew up. And at first it was just kind of weird. <laughs> you know, you're just kind of waiting for something to happen. <laughs> for somebody to say, turn to page number or, or open your Bible or you know, do something. And, and, and for, so for a while it was strange because it was different. But it forced me as a child to really think about what does the bread really mean? Because before I had just kind of let the worship leaders tell us that. But now I had to actually think about it. And what does the cup actually mean? What does it mean that Jesus died on the cross for me? And and all of a sudden as I, I sat there as a child and was actually still for a couple of minutes, which that was difficult for me to begin with. But, but, but as I allowed God to speak to me, suddenly I began to understand in a, in a much more profound way Jesus' sacrifice for us. Now that's a, a long word to simply say, come back tonight and experience a remembrance of Christ's sacrifice in a brand new way. But not just tonight. I encourage all of us, me included, to take time to listen. Because our God is speaking. Heavenly Father, help us. So often in life, we don't listen. And part of that is just that uh, we're, we're busy, we have a lot of stuff to accomplish, and it's all good. I mean, it's not that we're involved in stuff that we shouldn't be involved in, but, but God, there's sometimes that busyness can keep us from what is the very best. It can keep us from listening to you. So God, help us to, to build some margin into our life, to build some time where we can just listen. For God, as you speak, it is our sincere desire that we would do as Samuel did. To say we are your servant. And we're listening.
Help us, Heavenly Father, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.